Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBerry here, and we are back with another Microsoda. We are going to be doing our, now that's what I call Gay Life series. We have resurrected it. It has come back from the brink of death to be re-explored, partially because uh, these topics were a little salacious, tantalizing, <laughs> out of the box, dirty, if you will. Going again. Rowdy, gonna get a little um roulette. Sorry, uh, that's dirty with a couple of extra R's in there. Um, by the way, I love the fact that How I Met Your Father, the characters are at that point where when Sophie's 30th birthday was coming around, that we have circled back to where Christina Aguilera's dirty is a like a retro <laughs> touch point. And her 30th birthday party was supposed to be her dirty 30 with everybody dressed as people from the Christina Aguilera video. <laughs> Whole other tangent that I just decided to throw in there for you all. Wow. That anyway, was epic. Hey, I mean, listen, they had some people to dress up in costume right, and it was great. But then she, I, she I met, met your this... intro. I meant your oh. intro was epic. That's all. It's how I do. It's how I do. We're already off the rails. It's okay. (laughs) We're 12 seconds in and off the rails. And he blames me all the time. It's always apparently me. Mm. But you mentioned Mariah Carey, even like somebody that sounds like Mariah Carey. (laughs) Or Christina Aguilera. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I... (laughs) I don't I, I I don't even know what you were referring to, BJ, in <laughs> the slightest. Ladies and gentlemen, he edits them out. I just want well, you to know. We could also talk about the uh was it Mariah Carey uh snatch game, drag oh, versus uh, drag race uh, versus UK or whatever. <laughs> UK versus the world. We really want to keep going off this off the rails. I mean, Panjana <laughs> looked fucking amazing. She did. She really did. And honestly, it was wasn't a bad Mariah impression either. I I, I mean it, there's just it no horrible. There's, there's just no there's no comedy there. But uh, we do owe the listeners an epic drag race uh, recap at some point because I have so many things to talk about between the epic conspiracies of UK versus the world, between the ridiculousness that is season fourteen and that's seemingly never ending season fourteen. That you, yeah, 
Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes. if you had not overslept our last recording with special guest oh. host and house member uh, Joel, we did go <laughs> in there <laughs> into oh. a lot of drag race. You slept right through like Man, the entire thing. Listen, it was like an hour later. Curling but, has consumed my life again. I apologize to all of our listeners because I did want to be there. It was not a case of a rollover and be like, no, nah, I'm going to sleep. No, I was legit out. We'll dive into it for sure because there are uh, there are a lot of things that definitely need to be talked about uh, from from that that have happened post recording of our last episode. So we'll talk more about it for sure. Well, dear listeners, we have gone way off the rails in this introduction, but you've heard the voices of my compatriots for this episode. On the East Coast, we've got BJ, hello, and on the West Coast, we've got Brian, ahoy, hoy. Which one of our cast members is going to move to a mountain, a mountain time zone? So that way we can cover all four time zones of the U.S. Oh, that would be nice. BJ, I think God. you're up. I, I hope mean, it's me. I mean, I, I, I say the four of the U.S., but, you know, I know Alaska. I know um, Hawaii are the U.S. and have other time zones. But we don't have that many cast members. So we're just <laughs> going to do the continental U.S. Put out a casting call. For, you have to be from these uh, time zones only. It's only uh, take. Yes, I need somebody <laughs> somebody from Hawaii. And I need somebody uh, in... Uh, I don't even know what time zone... Like, once we go past Pacific, I don't even know what we call them. Is it just Alaska's, GMT? No, AKT is Alaska. Uh, oh, God. What's, uh, I think AS, HDT or HD... Anyway, yes. It's, it's what you'd expect, A and H. Yeah. 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 But the, the real saw, question is the real question is how many hours more is it? Because they don't all play nice with daylight savings. And so it changes uh with the uh daylight savings season. So that's even more fun. Well, so there's only I think two or three states that don't observe um daylight savings time. So we can't have anybody from Arizona on the podcast because <laughs> they fluctuate between one and two hours depending on daylight savings time. My boss is currently uh, is currently one hour behind us in Scottsdale, but we're about to hit daylight savings time, and then she goes to two hours behind because then it's like the, then it's like they're Pacific. Yep, it's a whole thing. Hawaii is the same. It's it's a nightmare. So yes, yeah, crazy. <laughs> and crazy. Japan. I mean, honestly, we're the weirdos that do like daylight savings. Most of the world's like we've moved on. I was but, reading yeah. about it. There's more countries around the world that actually do observe it than I thought. Oh. I thought it was some crazy like U.S. thing, which honestly, can we just fucking get rid of it? Like when the time changes, could that just be the end of it? Because I like when it's lighter, longer. So like, no. let's get let's get that. Let's no. do that. No, I want it. I want it dark at three p.m. Listen here, motherfucker. You're in Florida. It is never Move dark at three p.m. To Seattle. Move to <laughs> Seattle and or come out here at least half a year, and you will get I, your wish. I want darkness to start. I want it light for four hours, just so I know I know the day started, and then I just want it nighttime forever. You're the you're the Alaskan candidate at this point. I think they even have less daylight. <laughs> no, so. isn't it like six months of daylight, six months of darkness? That's well, that's kind of what yeah. it is in Seattle because it's yeah. <laughs> But, but no, like literally, like it doesn't go down at all for six months. Oh yeah, this is it. That, 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 what's or, it called? There's a, a term for that. The uh, daylight sun, day sun. I don't remember. Oh. Maybe maybe that's not far enough north. Maybe you have to go up to like the the you know uh, the the poles and Antarctica or 
Yartic. I think I don't Alaska. Know. It, no, I think there is a thing. Anyway, we're so far. I, mean, I love this. <laughs> you, you all realize that this is always my agenda, and I love this. But then I also like to yank us back. And then, I, I just love how before we started this recording, Pat's just like, "Okay, we need to finish in thirty minutes." <laughs> so, oh, what you don't know is that we're only doing about ten minutes of the topic. I was going to say it's <laughs> only it's only ten minutes. I only like, want to talk about this topic for about 10 minutes, and I think I'm done. <laughs> well, well, like, 10 minutes, per, 10 minutes per person. It's perfect. <laughs> Here's the topic. All right, everybody. That was great. Thanks so much for joining. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is gay life. It's like talking to a bunch of cats. Just everybody kind of like, it's like herding cats. That's that's mainly what gay life is. This is right more there. conversation that, that, in, that I've had with other homosexuals in a long time. Because even when I go to the bar, I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> so that that, sounds that sounded dangerously close to like a hoe read on yourself. You're like, I don't talk to. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I don't do well. Yeah, like I get called out for that, like as if I'm lying. But I, when you get paid to be a host and you're running events, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. You. I'm tired of people. You can go up to people and just interject yourself and ask them how they're doing, if they're enjoying themselves, with no care when you're the host of the event. When you were just a random homo walking up to a group of people and you're like, what's up, fellow queers? Then they think you're weird. Well, the closest (laughs) you have to that or you had to that was when you were bare royalty in Orlando. Because even when you weren't working, if we were out at the bar, mainly parliament, but wherever... And you could still do that because people knew you, even if you weren't I, working. You didn't yes. want to do that. You didn't want to always do that because you didn't <laughs> want to have that drain on your battery, which I totally get. But yeah, that's yeah. So a, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say, like, I don't think I've ever been referred to as bear royalty. I do enjoy that though. Let me get my crown in Florida. Is had that? Does that I count? Maybe, maybe we made that up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I enjoy it though. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Anyway, so we have re- resurrected our now that's what I go, call gay life topic, and uh, I, I that's where the train I think derailed. I was saying that our our topics used to be a little bit more salacious. So it was you, me, and Josh, BJ, oh, yeah. and then when Josh stopped uh, contributing to our podcast, <laughs> is he alive? I don't even know if he's alive. He's alive. He he works uh, he works for for Disney World, and um, I ran oh, into him. Sorry. I ran into him one time, and he was just like. I work all the time and I don't do anything else. But he's also dating, so he's just he's, been dating for a while. He's so. a young he's a youngin, and when youngins date, they kind of disappear into their relationship. Man, so. I've been gone for two, almost exactly two years now, and that relationship is slightly older than the say. time I've been gone. So he's still with what's his name? Yeah, that's not new. Yeah, Either no, way. it's not. But we have a topic. BJ's come up with some topics that are a little less um, like, who would you bang in a dumpster outside of a red lobster? <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, we can make that a nuggie. Like, who would you bang outside? Of- oh my god! <laughs> dumpster banging. <laughs> dumpster. Who would you? Dumpster do, bang. Do we get or do we not get the biscuits before or after? Uh, there wouldn't be any in the trash because the biscuits are amazing. So yeah, actually, you would they? Actually, that's one of the good questions. Would you guys go and eat dinner in the Red Lobster before, or would you go in after, like with all the fluids and everything still sticking to you? Bitch, if you're banging in the dumpster outside of the Red Lobster, no one's yeah, no. taking you inside. There is not. That's a hard. If you there. if you're going to Red Lobster, <laughs> then you're banging in the bathroom. 
if you're banging in the dumpster, there is no there is no meal involved. There is barely even eye contact involved. Red lobster. Let's keep it real. (laughs) I mean, I am I am trying to craft an after dark series. So those of you listening, I am trying to kind of craft an after dark series um, with kind of our 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 B team. Our actually, I'm going to call them their RS team, slut team. Um, (laughs) So I've got like one and a half. I just need I just need another one and a half, and we're good to go. But uh, but be on the lookout. But be on the lookout for that. Um, Your team. Your team could be the new mutants. (laughs) Oh, there we go. And then uh, I, I no who's who's the sluttiest team? I thought it was um, not X Force. Um, no, it's X Force. X Force wasn't that the sluttiest team? Eh, I'm I trying to know. go off on who all hooked up at the uh, the Hellfire Gala, and there was one group that was noticeably oh, it was X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm thinking it was X Factor. X, yeah, yeah. I, they can I, be I'm, the X Factor. You're thinking in Krakoa terms. I'm thinking in like fucking '90s nostalgia uh, terms. Oh no! I think both are true because at least with original X Factor, you had Scott and Gene hooking up, and then you had Beast when he had that that doctor friend Trish. Oh think? yeah, or was she was a news reporter? I don't remember. The, the and then furry, Bobby, yeah. Bobby was obviously doing his own whatever Bobby was doing because he hadn't come out yet. And Angel, Bobby uh, was know. banging in the dumpster behind uh, Red, Red Lobster. Lobster. Yeah, that's that's uh, fine. Right. For a Saba, poor Bobby. Um, but then I actually am also going to be working on a side project for us with uh, interviewing musicians. <gasps> I want to take the music angle. Yes. Uh, Tom Goss has already said that he'd be down to to join an episode because we love us on Tom. Um, really, my goal is just to try to get Haley Kiyoko and Fletcher to be guests <gasps> on that series. Oh, yes, please. Because who would not want to talk to lesbian Jesus? And um, if... If Haley Kiyoko is lesbian Jesus, then Fletcher is the new lesbian Holy Spirit. Like, honestly. And I'm so mad. I think they were in San Fran or San Diego. Uh, Fletcher's on her tour right now. And Haley Kiyoko, like, invaded the concert and they sang their song together live for the first time ever. And I was so jealous. So jealous. So, I love that idea. I, uh, I, that I'll be, uh, I'll be, you take the rainbow spotlight moniker from me since I have no time and energy <laughs> to do that right now. So there, there's stuff that we're working on behind the scenes, folks. There's, you know, there are things that we're doing, but we are back to the topic at hand. BJ, I'm going to throw it over to you. You crafted a couple of topics, so we're going to dive into one of them here today. For the next five and a half minutes of what recording time we have left. <laughs> so what you got for us? What are we talking about? So uh, just uh, every, you know, everything's still on fire, literally, figuratively. But uh, the whole controversy with Joe Rogan that popped up and Spotify um, you uh, purchasing his catalog for $100 million. And Joe Rogan, as most of you know by now, is a super hot steaming pile of shit. Um, I wish I could be slightly less biased, but no, he is crash. Um, I miss know, the days when he was just hot and not a hot <laughs> pile of shit. Right. Because those um, were the days. Cause I, 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 I mean, back in the day when we were all much less cognizant of how bad of a person he is. <laughs> didn't, didn't we have, didn't you have an episode about like 
finding toxic people hot. I'm 90% sure there was like... I don't think we did, was, but we need to. Because that is sounds, a yeah. good topic. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I've the actually pleasures kind of... or something. Yeah, I've I've had to um yeah, it was a guilty pleasures, but I think it was like music movies and like and uh media. But uh no, yeah, I've been very cognizant of uh getting rid of my uh more toxic porn collection. Um so I all my all my cop porn is is now MIA. But <laughs> Joe, uh, so Joe Rogan, uh, repeated use of the N-word, uh, misinformation on COVID, and a lot of people I know were, were talking about canceling their Spotify, um, no longer even having a free account. And I was like, but I like Spotify. And it gave me kind of this existential crisis of, I have to remember that for me, businesses are pro-capitalism first. 90% of businesses out there, um, we've seen it with, uh, I mean, restaurants, and recently we've seen it with Disney, and uh, finding out that Disney has contributed money to one of the leading um, politicians who pushed the Don't Say Gay bill, which unfortunately passed today. So um, Disney is under fire from a lot of people um, locally. Um, but it's Disney, so you know it's hard to make a divot in their in their uh, perception. But it kind of gave me this idea of what have I had an issue getting rid of or had issues like coming to terms with as far as like when I find out a business or a company has completely gone off the fucking rails and is just completely contributing to white supremacist groups like uh proud boys or something like that like and for me it was spotify i was i was immediately my immediate emotional reaction was like i'm gonna get rid of my spotify and then i literally logged onto my spotify and went through my playlist so if i get a new service i can be like okay this is what i had on this playlist and i ended up just editing all the playlists and forgetting completely what i was there for um and (laughs) sounds about right but but then when I when I sat down, I realized uh, I, it had been like two or three days, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, I need to get rid of this." And then I, when I checked the news, I found that Spotify um, also decided to invest over a hundred million in audio content from historically marginalized groups. Um, they also took down seventy episodes of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast that have to do with lot lots of racial slurs and misinformation on COVID, um, which you can still find those episodes on other platforms. So it's one of those things where, because once they removed those episodes, they technically broke their contract. So those episodes are just out there now and can be played anywhere. You can probably find them on SoundCloud, um, if that's still around, um, showing my age. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But... But no, it was one of those things where I I eventually decided not to get rid of my Spotify and I have actually gone through all of my news podcasts, all my um, entertainment podcasts, and I kind of went through and vetted the producers, everybody who's kind of involved with that, which is an arduous process. If you listen to the number of like horror podcasts and very like, like the queer podcasts, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can totally put up uh, Race Chasers and uh Stanzi Potenza's What Fresh Hell Is This um, for all my queer content. But for ones that aren't 
so cut and dry and aren't news related or media related, I you have to kind of view, especially the short story podcasts, you kind of have to be like, all right, who wrote this one? Like, let me not favorite this episode. So it's one of those things where I'm glad I didn't cancel my Spotify account. And I'm lukewarm about Spotify's response because it is a very it is a very capitalist neutral response. They're going to make a ton of money for having Joe Rogan's podcast on their platform, but they're also now going to make more money by pushing more queer and um, and marginalized group podcasts to the front. So at the end of the day, Spotify still wins and everything feels more like the status quo. So for you guys, I'll, I'll go with Pat first. Um, Who, was me? there a time? Yes, you. <laughs> Uh, was there was there a time where you ever had uh, where you had to make a choice to either cancel service, stop listening to a music artist, or um, or just pretty much not indulging in a chunk of media um, that you were like, I really like this, but I can't, I can no longer ignore it. Yeah, so it's it's tough for me because being an old faggot. I try to kind of, there's a part of me that wants to live in a blissful, like, if I don't pay attention, it doesn't matter kind of mindset. And if there's anything that the last couple of years have taught us is that you can't, that fuck that shit, you really cannot. Um, I remember back when there was a big thing about Target. You know, there was, oh, boycott Target. They're donating to anti-gay legislation and legislators. And uh, I have a couple of friends that are a bit more politically minded than I am who would post things and and tag to kind of help spread the word and, and really kind of push, hey, these are things that we need to be aware of and cognizant of. And thankfully, that was one that kind of rectified quickly because I, I shop at Target way too much um, for, for my home. Like, <laughs> it's just so easy now, especially here in Chicago. I'm right down the street. I could just go. I can order it on my on the app and then go drive. They put it in my trunk and I drive away. I don't have to get out of the car. Um, but now it, it becomes a matter of, okay, yeah, you have to be aware of what's going on and how these things affect not only you, but uh, in bigger cases, especially not you, whether it's not your class or ethnicity or orientation or anything like that. Um, Because at, at the end of the day, it's not a matter of just protecting what's going to hurt you or impact you it's utilizing your voice and your privilege to help impact change for people that don't have that type of privilege don't have that type of voice music is kind of a bigger thing for me when it comes down to it you know when we talk about media and what you can consume and what becomes a an acceptable kind of consumption of of certain media when things really came to the surface about R. Kelly, you know, I was never a big R. R. Kelly fan. You know, we all sang along to I Believe I Can Fly. I mean, Space Jam was a fucking major thing in, in the world. And that was a song that consumed the entire world. And you start 
find like if it comes on, you find yourself singing along and going, God damn, it can't. Um The Ignition Remix. I fucking love that song. And you have to then kind of take a step back and be like, I can't stream this. I'm not going to put that 12 cents into somebody who violated and was a, a an enormous predator to numerous young women. Girls, fuck that. I, I, we're so conditioned to, to kind of phrase it that way. Underage women are not underage women. They're girls. That, you know, and that's kind of a way that the media softens it. And we have to call it for what it is. He was a predator to girls, to underage girls who did not have the ability to consent to anything that was going on. And in some cases were being held against their will. Um, so it, it does take a little bit of time. And, and you know, I, I wanted to crack wise about. You saying that you you you're digging into the producers of some of these podcasts a little more, and I want to be like, damn, please don't dig into me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stupid shit I've done in my life, <laughs> but when, but no, that, and that's and that's where I want to differentiate. Like, there's a difference between doing something stupid, and then there's like legitimately pushing like narratives that will get people hurt and or killed or like you know oh. injured. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like 100%. stuff like that. 100%. Yeah. Well, I, I want to – this is a perfect opportunity if you don't mind. I want to put in the narrative uh, kind of addition to this whole thing we're seeing, which is the redemption arc, if you will. And I do feel like we are not as good. We're great at calling people out on their nonsense. Absolutely mm-hmm. great. The, 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 the culture that has arisen, the people who have spoken out, let's say, uh, uh, that, that are so-called canceling, you know. Uh, it is good. It is necessary for a lot of the horrible things that is is going on, and that is it is is vital. But equally vital then is the redemption. And I will give you a great example of this. Warren Ellis, who is one of my favorite writers of comics and um, uh, television, he did Castlevania series for Netflix. He's done Transmetropolitan, uh, uh, so many books, so many great books. He had a, his own sort of moment where. He, women stepped forward and said that he had been grooming them in different comic cons and online in a way to help their careers. But basically it became apparent that it was really just to have sex with them. And he didn't uh, sexually assault anyone and no one claimed that he did. 
He did not, uh, you know, he, his, his controversy was that he was grooming and maybe his intentions were not always pure. And he had these women stand up and say this. And it was around a few other people who were really actually doing like really horrible, horrible things. But either way, Warren Ellis is a smart guy and also very, uh, I think overall a good person that he listened. He shut down all of his socials like overnight. And this one group who I can't remember the name of, like he and they reached out to each other, engaged each other in a conversation to work through some of these issues and to have good, meaningful progress in redemption. And only in like the last like month or two did he come back out of sort of the, you know, purgatory that he was in and is now finding a way to move forward with his career. And he had been doing stuff. It's not like he hadn't been, but there's a certain way where you, you don't have to advertise it as much. You can kind of keep lay low and do your thing, but either way he did, I think the right thing. He came clean, he worked on himself and now he is able to go back. And I hope, I hope the people who are calling him out like immediately, not his victims, that is their own purview and that is their right. But people who have jumped on to this, that they now can see that and go, Oh, okay. I guess we can read Warren Ellis again. Same thing with Chick-fil-A. Now, Chick-fil-A is complicated. I'm not going to try to explain everything today. However, this did come up recently here in Seattle with an interview my curling club did on the local public radio. What does the curling have to do with Chick-fil-A, you ask? <laughs> well, somebody on the interview who is the former president of our club here brought up the fact that he can't eat Chick-fil-A at the club. And it was in the context of the fact that curling is being up heavily, you know, viewed and played and all this because of the Winter Olympics. But the Winter Olympics this year are in China, which has an atrocious human rights problem and or like agenda with the Uyghurs and uh, other minority groups in China. So why Chick-fil-A came up, it didn't need to, but it brought up this topic that, you know, there are people here who, who do not really follow all the boycotts who don't actually, they may say whatever to fit in, but they're not act, they're still eating their Chick-fil-A, right? And I had to do some research into Chick-fil-A because I fully recall when we all stopped eating Chick-fil-A. I forgot. It was like 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know. And it has become apparent that after that boycott, after that mass of just, nope, no Chick-fil-A, that they did make some major changes to who they donated to, the groups that they donated to as a corporation, because there are a lot of independently run Chick-fil-A's that can do whatever the hell they want, right? Yeah. As a corporation, they stopped donating to some of these causes. Some of the causes went away. They're like anti-marriage, and that ship has sailed, right? Yeah. But other causes, including like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, there's a whole list of them. But anyway, people who are like pretty blatantly still anti-homophobic, or homophobic, Chick-fil-A has pulled way back and is not donating to them. So you would then now expect that everyone would realize that they would find this out and, and, and gays would be eating Chick-fil-A. Well, I hadn't been eating Chick-fil-A because I didn't know that was the case. You know, and at what point do we think individually or collectively that it's enough? What I saw Spotify do with the Joe Rogan thing made sense. They're a corporation. BJ, 100% of corporations want to make money. Like, yeah. it is foolhardy to ever believe that a corporation is somehow a benevolent entity. Google, when it was like, do no harm, was such a naive notion, but we all felt uh -huh. for it. And all yep. these companies that do this great virtue, virtue signaling or, 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 or not even virtue signaling because they are donating to real good causes and all that, they still want to make money. And that's like you said, I think, BJ, like that's a form of 
advertising, like to, 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 to cater to the, to those people who believe in those causes. So just, we all should always be clear. Companies want to make money. That's what they do. They're, they're absolute capitalist, you know, marketplace uh, actors. And there is nothing else that is uh, benevolent other than any, uh, like, you know, oh, it's beneficial to help this, uh, like REI does a lot of good stuff in the, um, in the community here in Seattle and other communities. Yeah, great. But they're doing it for a reason, right? So as long as you're clear on that, I think it just becomes a matter of, like you said, BJ, being informed and, and, and doing the research and then making your own call and following the arc so that if they do reform themselves and they didn't do like horrible crimes against humanity, like Bill Cosby, you know, or whatever, like then there's actually a forgiveness and a redemption arc. Uh, One more thing and I will shut up. One more thing. Tchaikovsky, because I always bring this up because nobody knows this. Tchaikovsky, 1812 Overture, uh, Nutcracker Suite. Tchaikovsky was a horrible person who did a lot of bad things to people sexually. Like he, like if if you believe the writings, and I mean, it's only 150 years ago, so it's not like that far away from history. Like he was a horrible, horrible person. But do we still listen to the Nutcracker and 1812 Overture? Yes, we absolutely do. And so you have to remember that time will eventually kind of expunge a lot of the shit people do. And you have to not just kind of like do the easy, like, you know, Twitter research of, uh, oh, this producer uh, had sex with a uh, girl when he was in high school. I, I don't know, like whatever the scandal of the day. Right. But you have to take that long view and go, OK, well, how much do I really want to care about this person's like personal life if I really like their 1812 overture if they really like their chicken like you have so much at play i just i i get worried when we're so monolithically like nope you're done you know and there's no finesse and nuance and and any of that so well okay i i agree (laughs) mostly with what you're saying and i've been the proponent on this podcast and i have i've shouted from the rooftops about redemption and that when somebody when somebody's past or is some, if you say to somebody, Hey, this isn't right. The way that this is, or what this is, this is affecting people. If you honestly don't know, and you come out of it from a place of, Oh, I did not know that. How can I fix this? What can I do to be better? And you do that. I believe in that redemption. 150%. And that's why when it's this whole cancel culture, I I don't agree with people who want to burn down somebody's life unless they show no remorse in what they've done. If you don't give a flying fuck about what you've done or how it hurts other people, let your career burn. But you are making that choice. And everybody that in this capitalist world, this consumer-based world, has the choice to not go see your movie not listen to your music, not go to your your business. And if that means that you go out of business or your career ends because of that, that's a choice you made. That's a choice that everybody else made to not support you. When it comes down to things like Tchaikovsky, he's also not getting 12 cents for every stream of the, the Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not around to, to reap the benefits of it. And that's true. Things... He's, he's dead. He's dead. So we win. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and his career is over now because of us. <laughs> well, and time. That is right. That is time. Time does trump all, and you're and even Trump. And uh, it's, it's yeah, you're absolutely right to to point that out. That he's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, whether or not we support him does not affect him at all materially. <laughs> exactly. But then this is the other part of it. How much of that was known at the time? How much of that is taught and even known now? We talk about what history is taught in these schools. You have these far right groups wanting to whitewash and sanitize so much of the history of our country, of the world. Not even fuck the world, because it's such a myopic view that it's that the US is the center of the entire fucking universe. And we're not taught the atrocities of the Tulsa bombing, the Tulsa massacre. We're not taught about um, the Trail of Tears as much. I, I mean, it's being pulled out of these these curriculums. We're not taught indigenous history. We're not talk, taught black history, which at its core is American history. And when you aren't taught these things, you don't have the ability to grasp the full nature of historical figures and what they did. There's also a lot of looking back on 1800s and 1700s or the 80s or the 70s or the 90s in some cases with 2022 lenses. And while, yes, the way that we know things now were not the way that those things were known then, does it make it right? No, but it's also... I've also been a proponent of it's very difficult to look back on those things and sit there and judge them by today's standard. Should we look at it and say, hey, you know what? This doesn't fly today. This is something that maybe isn't isn't a good representation now. And I've enjoyed listening to um, Gayest Episode Ever, but they do a lot of that. There is a lot of looking back at shows from the 70s and the 80s and saying, oh, this is horrible representation, blah, blah, blah. Without kind of having a little bit of that, that nuance of saying, but you know what? In 1983, this was pretty fucking revolutionary. You know, there are times when that gets brought up. And, you know, I I haven't really, I, I've listened to the, the podcast. I really should reach out to, to, um, uh, Drew and Glenn, and and maybe talk to them about the the show, and maybe do a little cross promotion, get them on the show, and talk about it because it is such a great look back at queer history and representation in media. But I feel like sometimes when you look back at that, when we're not far enough removed, it's it's tough to have that 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 wherewithal to make informed choices. Um, but when we're sitting here in 2022 or even 2021 or 2020 and, you know, um, oh God, what was that? That was it exposing R. Kelly or, or I, there was like a lifetime two part like docu-series that came out, which was a big impetus to charges and all of that coming to light because for years people have been talking about this and trying to get, um, boycotts of R. Kelly on Spotify and these other music platforms because, even if it's 12 cents a, a stream, and that's probably even being generous because Spotify doesn't pay their artists very well. Um, you were still putting money into a 
pedophile's pocket. And yeah, time will tell when we look back and if we can, if a hundred years from now, they're jamming out to the the remix to Ignition. (laughs) R. Kelly will hopefully be dead at that point too and will not be benefiting from it. But it's a matter of, of really kind of looking at at it in the current space, whether it benefits this person who has done horrible things. And I think one of the other pieces to it to, that kind of differentiates this from, from your point, Brian, because again, I 95% agree with what you, what you said. Um, but in these instances, when we're talking about stuff like COVID misinformation or, um, or things that are potentially hurtful or harmful to entire swarms of people. That's that's not a Warren Ellis. That's not somebody realizing that they did this one thing that was an issue. And I'm glad to like I I kind of lost the entire narrative about the Warren Ellis thing. I um friend of the the show and uh did a an interview with me Jay Abbott is a big Warren Ellis fan and that was a huge thing for him when it came out. But I kind of lost the narrative about it because in a 24-hour news cycle where Twitter and social media news stories come and go so quickly, I didn't realize that he had taken such accountability and and he's trying to learn and grow. And that's phenomenal. When you have somebody like Joe Rogan who is doing these things, saying these things, providing this type of false information, that's not something that you can just mea culpa and, and redeem from. That's a long road to hoe when you are to try to come back from that. And and I feel like this is a little bit of a different situation, rightfully so, um, because I am 100% a fan of if you are, if you're going to learn from this and you're going to be a better person from it, then yes, you absolutely deserve to have, to have that slack, to, to come back from that. James Gunn is another great example. There was all of that, yeah. 10, 13 year prior tweets and horrible jokes from when he was working for Troma that came up and were being used against him. He was fired from Disney and, you know, DC swooped in, got him in for, for some, some lucrative deals. And there was a huge campaign to bring him back because he 100% owned up to admitted and, and, and showed that he had grown. And that's not something that Joe Rogan is showing in any capacity. So while I feel like it's great that Spotify has removed 70 episodes and has put money into minority led, you know, um, media, it's a corporation. And at the end of the day, it's not, I'm going to, I'm going to hide you in closet is it doesn't fucking matter because it's <laughs> yeah, a business. And like Brian said, and like you've said, it's, it's all a business. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, just to kind of, and, and to, to go with what you said, Brian, I am, I'm trying to think, I, I want to make Oral proud with this one. Not everybody, just because somebody apologizes doesn't mean that they're owed anything. That, mm-hmm. that is one of the biggest lessons I recently had to learn. And currently my family is learning in a really <laughs> hard way. Um, Cause Gail stepped in it about a week ago and oh, I was, no. and, and she called me and I was like, she broke her foot. For those of you listening that follow the saga of Gail. Um, 
the subplot there. She broke her foot and didn't tell anybody. Told nobody. And her excuse was, I didn't want to make you worry. And I'm like, you do understand how this does the opposite of that, right? Like, that's dumb. You were you didn't want us to yell at you for not being careful enough. And I love you, but consequences are consequences. And she's like, and I'm sorry. And I'm like, and that's cute. And I do not accept that apology because you've done it before. And now I have learned that those words in this situation mean nothing. So I'm just going to say do better. And just know I'm about to act a fool when we all meet as a family. <laughs> this is your punishment. Take your medicine. Because she you would, that's her- what she would tell me when I would step out. Of line. This is your punishment. These are your consequences. They don't end when you're old, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lady, she, Vimbo, was it himbos, uh, him, bimbos, himbos, and thimbos? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> the consequences never end. So, but no, but I, yeah. <laughs> and, and I get, and let me let yeah. me throw in this. I I, I did not in, mean to imply that just because somebody apologizes that they have to be forgiven. That is not what I am saying at yeah. all. I oh, think yeah. if anything, and, and certainly let let's just make it clear, you can do, and especially if you are the one victimized or the victim inadvertently or whatever of something like that is your your cross to bear. That is your right. But um, I think the the biggest piece to put back into that redemption arc is the awareness. Because we, again, as a culture, we do a great job of focusing on what bleeds, right? If it bleeds, it leads. (laughs) And when there is blood in that water, Twitter is going to go for it. Better or for worse. So if that is the note, we know that about our human nature. We also then have to balance that somewhat with the research. And again, it's back to what you said, BJ. You did the research to find these things out. And I think part of that is... Oh, they had a thing back like James Gunn, and then they apologized, and their track record has been really great, and they've been a great ally, and all this other stuff. And that's the the balance of the life that you are you are judging when you make your yeah <laughs> your five and, second uh, impulse decision to listen to a podcast <laughs> or whatever, right? Exactly. You know, yeah. So all of it has and, to come into play. And let's be clear, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a gay black dude. And let me tell you, the mountain of disappointment I have felt 90% of my life, I could I could bury the United States in. So Wait, it you're takes, black? <laughs> it, takes, uh, it takes a lot of energy for me to actually like take a moment, take a breath. Thankfully, I'm forgetful. And I was like, okay, no, I need to remember that these things are neutral things that can, in fact, still hurt me. The, so. the, the memory thing is important. I'll tell you right. Uh, <laughs> that as I get older, and I'm sure COVID brain, not not having COVID, but being in, you know, the house way too much. Like, your memory does start to, you know, and like you had that whole thing where with Spotify, I was on the same journey you were on. I was hot and heavy. I canceled my little Spotify-based, like, radio thing I was doing a couple randomly and then, like, I think a few days, oh, I switched back to Google YouTube Music for a hot second, which that's already a production because it's such a nightmare. But then, you you know, you forget <laughs> you're suddenly back on Spotify accidentally, maybe, and you just completely forgot because your brain is like, yeah. Yeah, I moved on. So, yeah. So, but yeah, that's, and, and honestly, I'm not particularly religious or anything, but um, I try to just do better the better than the day I did before. And even if I backslide, I try to do better. And that's all really I can ask of people around me and I can ask of myself and, um, and uh, yeah. So everybody, I hope uh, 
I believe that I believe that's our time. <laughs> that was actually more than I expected. It's so it's so funny. I don't know what it is when I craft these these episodes, but we always go in like ha ha ha, and then like middle of it, we're all sitting here like having this super in depth emotional discussion, and then at the end of it, we're like, huh. And I can't, I have no fucking idea what weird spell crafting or voodoo I'm doing. I just like, oh yeah, that's something that affects gay people and queer people in general now. Um, so, um, but no, we've definitely, I know we touched on it some this episode. The next one we'll do probably uh, for the, that's what I call gay life uh, series is uh, we are going to talk a little bit on quote unquote cancel culture and uh I like the one we came up with, which I've already started crafting our little uh, toxicity, uh, toxicity in our city. So, uh, but yeah, thanks guys. This Topic actually was masturbation. Really- <laughs> well, oh, BJ, stay in your city. I can hear it on the. Oh, yeah, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat muted his his thing, and he's just kind of doing this like Gerber baby smile. That's a shit eating grin, is what we call that. That's a, that's, a, that's a. I'm not involved in this, so uh, I don't have to worry about any consequences. <sighs> it's the the greatness of living down the street from a hospital. Well, BJ, thank you for crafting this topic for us to chat about. Yeah, we did go into it uh, with a lot of levity, but there there were some some salient points that, that need to be made. And I, I think that uh, these topics do bring about uh, a very interesting conversation, even when they are a little more salacious. Um, so I'm glad to bring back the Now That's What I Call Gay Life series and uh, look forward to doing some more of these. Brian, BJ, thank you for joining us today. Dear listeners, thank you for being with us for another episode. We're excited for you to hear more about what we talk about in pop culture. Two weeks, you're going to hear our next pop culture roundup. We have uh, a new patron at our house level. So I'm excited to shout them out on our our next episode. Uh, I believe that's Jesse is our new house member. So uh, again, thank you to Joel, who's on our last episode was our first guest host from our house. And uh, I'm excited to have more people join us for that. So check us out online, flameonshow.com. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. Join any one of the four levels there. And uh, until next time, bye Bye. Brian, they can't see you. Oh, bye. <laughs> 